Live on your July 5th. Hope you guys had a good weekend. Fourth of July. Well, you know, people in America celebrating, blowing some shit up, all that kind of stuff, you know? The American way. America. Right. Make sure you smash that like thumbs up. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Doing all that stuff, all that great stuff. Make sure you have that notification bell on so you know when I'm doing this shiza. And then, of course, you know, you have all the Patreon and everything. You want to help out the pirate ship, the Patreon's right there. You got all this other stuff that you can follow me on. Um, I need to do more on Vero. I've noticed that. I've lacked really badly on Vero, but what can you do? So, yeah, make sure you guys are doing that. Of course, I got the Monday wine going, so cheers, everybody. Well, it's not Monday, but it's technically Monday because we had a holiday yesterday, so cheers. Ah. Uh. As much drinking as I did this week, and I'm surprised I'm drinking now. <laughs> Just saying. Jesus. All right, so what's going on, everybody? Let's see who's out there. All right, Ryan, hopefully you had a good holiday soon. Hello there, Miss Nighthawk. Fear Jason, how's it going? We got Mr. Eric Patterson right here. Cheers, and uh, happy birthday, Lane. I saw that it was your birthday, so happy birthday, brother. Hopefully you had a good one. Everything was nice. We got Niner for Life right here. What's up, sir? We got Hey, we got Batman vs. Superman going on right here. That's pretty cool, right? Howdy, Stephanie T. Good to see you. All right, we got Mr. Eric right here. Action music has a bit of a horror bent. That's right. A little bit of a horror bent right there. What's going on, Mr. Jacob? You shut up first. Hello, darling. Okay, and we got Jesse right here. Good to see you, Jose. What is up? What's going on? Happy Tuesday. Who's got the tacos? Who's going for a taco run, huh? Anyone going for a taco run? I could go for some tacos right now. That's right. But, uh, but I, you know, as much bullshit as I eaten this whole weekend, geez, I'm like eating just like here. Like I'm just gonna eat like a bare, you know, just a bare chicken breast by itself. And some broccoli. Jeez. Flush out the system. I tell you what. So much crap that I ate this week. And what's going on? Is it Taco Tuesday? Yes. I had a good 4th of July. Hopefully you did too there, Carrie. Good to see you, brother. All right. We got Selena here as well, too. Good to see you. All right. I think everybody's kind of like rolling in right now. So that's good. All right. So, uh, yes, guys. Uh, hopefully you guys had a good weekend, a good extended weekend for those who celebrated. I sure as hell did. I mean, it was uh, it was pretty good, um, you know, vodka stream all the way into going to a comedy show Saturday. I uh, got to see Mark Norman, which uh, if you don't know who Mark Norman is, look up his uh, special on YouTube. The guy's fucking hilarious. Got to see him and then, uh, you know, spend time with people. And then, uh, yeah, uh, what did I do Sunday? Sunday was, uh, yeah, friend's birthday. Dinner with mom, you know, all that, Mama Film Junkie, and then, uh, of course, 4th of July, barbecue, watch fireworks, all good stuff. Very long weekend, and uh, boy, did I sleep like a baby last night. I mean, where I live, fireworks are always being let off, but, you know, being that it was 4th of July last night, it was nonstop. But I slept right through the whole, like, I kept hearing it, like, there was fireworks going off probably, like, every goddamn, like, 13 seconds. 
And but I was just so just, you know, all right. I just just the weekend and everything. I just I just fell asleep, slept throughout the night. So I slept pretty good. And uh, yeah, man, uh, July babies are the best. <laughs> oh, that's right. Your birthday's uh, is in July. I have a friend who was born on Fourth of July, though. So we celebrated uh, her birthday at a we went to a, a pub. Uh, we went to a pub and uh, had some lunch and had some beers, which were delicious. And the food was delicious as well. But, uh, you know, a lot of junk food, a lot of junk food. So now I'm just like, all right, get back on it. Get back on just the, uh, you know, the regular diet because, you know, let's do that. Hey, Captain Gator Girls here, too. Hey, what's going on, Nikki? Good to see you. Good to see you. Good to see you. All right. All right. Um, let's see what's going on here. All right, let's just get to it. We got a lot to cover over this extended weekend. So let's get to these tweets. Let's make sure. Let's see. Do I got everything ready to go? All right, here we go. Let's get to these tweets right here. Okay. All right. Starting off with this, uh, the imaginative hobbyist. He uh, reimagined Batman vs. Superman, What If, Wednesdays, right here, that he put right here. And what if it was Christian Bale and Brandon Ruth? Now, I will say this looks a little bit more romantic than, it, than, than when it was with Cavill and Affleck. But yes, imagine, imagine. I love how he extended the years, too. Christian Bale, Brandon Ruth, going at it right there, Batman vs. Superman. Pretty interesting. I like it. I like it. So, yeah. And then over the weekend, uh, or not really over the weekend, but on June 30th, yes, 18 years ago to the day that uh, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2, which is, you know, one of the best CBMs ever, was uh, released. So happy uh, anniversary to that. We got Mr. Aaron S. Bailey right here, putting some art right here and putting uh, Zack Snyder and Rick and Morty, which we all know that Zack Snyder is a big Rick and Morty fan. So, yes, they should put him in there. And uh, that's what Mr. Aaron Bailey right there did. And I thought that was pretty awesome. The guy's talented. What can you say? And then, yes, guys, Dune Part 2 is going to be delayed further into 2023, which I know for uh, everybody who's uh, looking forward to the sequel of Dune, um, yeah, it sucks. But I look, at it, I look at it as, okay, just take your time, Denny. Take your time. You made some magic with the first one. Don't rush the second one. You need more time. Take as much time as you need. That's all that matters. That's all. So that's good. All right. And then, guys, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League is coming out on July 19th, but you can pre-order the digital release if you want to, you know, if they didn't sell out. <laughs> you get it? Sell out digital I'm stupid. Um, but Mr. Scott McClellan right here, he posted a nice little thread kind of just going through like the different ways you can actually order Zack Snyder's Justice League. And I don't care if you actually have it. If you're a Zack Snyder's fan, if you want to show Warner Brothers some numbers, you know, numbers that we all really didn't get, you should still order this. I plan on ordering it. Yes. Digital copy, Google Play, Voodoo, iTunes, YouTube, Prime Video, Microsoft, everything. Mr. Scott McClellan, my co-host for Batman the Fanimated stream. That's every Sunday. Yes. And then, of course, shows up on the Vodka stream. He put a nice little thread to see where you could pre-order that digital copy. That's right. So good on him. Good on him and good on this poster right here because I want this poster, this Tremors poster. I love Tremors so much. One of my all-time favorite movies. 
I love it. Steelbook coming out. And yes, kids today will never know. All you damn kids with your favorites, your, your Fortnites and your Black Ops, y'all wouldn't even survive past the Kansas River. Who remembers the Oregon Trail? Anybody? My God. I remember playing the Oregon Trail so much. It was intense. Little Susie died of dementia or whatever the hell. Hay fever, whatever it was. Jeez. Yeah, it was very intense. Star Wars, oh, behave. <laughs> Come on, who would watch this? I love this. Obi, have. <laughs> yes. Good. If you're not following the prequel memes, follow the prequel memes. I'm telling you. Really good stuff right there. Uh, Cinemarama Dome returning with new name. Plans for two bars and a restaurant. So, yes, we heard that the Cinemarama, the, uh, the iconic Cinerama Theater was uh, going to be closed down, but apparently they're going to be reopening it, and they plan on putting a restaurant and two bars in it, which, yes, that's how you entice people to go to movies now. Offer alcohol. That's what happens. And uh, I've never been to the Cinerama. I need to go now. Now that it's going to be reopened, I need to go. I don't know why I have not gone because it's so iconic and you always hear about it. But uh, definitely going to go now because, well, there's alcohol. What can I say? And then the arc-like, the art-like uh, cinemas in Hollywood are also going to be reopening. And uh, now it's going to be, you know, known as Cinerama. I, mean, I guess it's all going to be, like, put together with Cinerama. And uh, also, you know, right there, you know, everything. It's all going to be uh, put together right there. So that's good. Yeah. So does, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure if AMC does op uh, own it. Maybe they do. I don't know. But I'm just glad that these uh, theaters that got closed down are now opening again. That's all that matters, right? Yes. Yeah. That's really good. And then Mr. Aaron uh, Bailey right here had a pretty viral tweet right here that pretty much explains. And obviously, we're going to be talking about the Thor Love and Thunder reviews that came rolling in today. Uh, I mean, this if this explains very much in the Ryan Gosling style, we got Thor 1 and 2 and then Thor 3 and 4. Yes, the transition right there has uh, been pretty staggering. And, uh, yeah, so many people. His tweet just went fucking apeshit. So good on him. That was a good tweet. I like it. And then, yes, guys, Man of Steel fans were taking to social media to celebrate Henry Cavill's iteration of Superman. I'm going to talk a little bit more because obviously you guys know about when I was really pushing for you guys to tweet out hashtag Henry Cavill Superman. And I even made a little short. I made a YouTube short to, uh, to let you guys know to head over to Twitter when Dwayne The Rock Johnson talked, when he tweeted out about a possible Superman in uh, Black Adam, which, yeah. And then hopefully uh, you guys watched the first reaction review for uh, The Black Phone. Really enjoyed it. It's up there with uh, one of my favorite movies of the year. Ooh la la! Ooh la la! Yeah. Back to the Future 2? You know that reference, right? I wish, you know, that's cool. Somebody has both of those covers. I like it. And then we have Zack Snyder saying, fuck yes to the Bat Tank. Zack Snyder's Justice League. You'll love to see it. You'll love to see it. And then, yes, guys, more bullshit coming out. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this when they were reporting. Uh, when was this? This was on, uh, on the 30th. On Thursday, they were reporting that Austin Butler, the king, the guy who just played Elvis, was in Tokyo, and Ezra Miller was apparently there, and Austin Butler socked him. 
socked, like basically punched him in the face or something like that. I saw that and I went, oh my God, what the fuck? Why do they keep reporting bullshit about Ezra Miller? It's like anytime that the, the, these websites get anything across their desk about Ezra Miller, they just post it, whatever. But at least TMZ said Austin Butler did not get in a physical altercation with Ezra Miller in a Tokyo pub, TMZ has learned, despite reports saying otherwise. You know, the only thing I would like to see is an animated reenactment of the king, uh, you know, take it on the flash and trying to punch the flash. I mean, I guess the only person that could punch the flash in the face is the king. So, yeah, I don't know if anybody saw this, but I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me with some of these bullshit reporting. I mean, there's a lot of bullshit out there when it comes to Ezra Miller. Still, it just keeps on coming out. But yes. At least they at least TMZ was like, hey, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. So don't worry, guys. Don't worry. So uh, and then, of course, it was uh, Dan Aykroyd's 70th birthday on uh, July 1st. So happy birthday to him. 70 years old. Crazy. Ray Stance. Ray Stance. And then if you guys watch Stranger Things, apparently when it came to uh, the Duffer Brothers said that uh, they finished around 20 VFX shots for Stranger Things 4, Episode 9, yesterday morning and uploaded them to to Netflix's servers. server. This means uh, you may not see the fully finalized shots if you binge the series immediately. So anybody who watched it right when it showed up on Netflix might have not seen, probably didn't even notice because it could have been just whatever the hell, might have saw like unfinished shots or something like that, not finalized VFX shots. That's how down to the wire they were when it came to the VFX of Stranger Things Volume 2, for Volume 2. Crazy. Crazy. So who knows? I didn't even notice. And then look at this, guys. We have our first look at uh, Sabak in Black Adam. Remember, there is actually going to be... Black Adam is not necessarily the, the, the villain, as we know, but... Uh, we got these, uh, of course, uh, figurines right here, these uh, McFarlane's right here that's showing Sabak, who is more of a, you know, Shazam villain, of course, because, well, so is Black Adam, but, you know, you know how it's going to be. But, yeah, so the McFarlane toys got our first look at this, of this devilish creature, this devilish character right here, which uh, has taken a couple of forms or a couple of uh, aliases, I should say, but that's what he looks like right there. We haven't seen him yet, obviously, because who knows if they're going to actually show, if they're going to actually show him in the uh, next trailer, they might have to, I don't know, but uh, that's what he kind of looks like. That's what he looks like right there, you know, uh, as part of the DC Multiverse line of seven-inch action or scale action figures McFarlane toys run by of course Todd McFarlane has shown off several new black Adam toys, including one of the villain films villains Sabak right there. So yeah, there he looks right there. Of course, he's got his little card and everything. So yeah, look at that. The scars across the chest and everything. And then of course we have the hooded, the hooded black Adam, which looks pretty cool. I like it. And then of course we have the black Adam that has a little lightning. Good attached to his wrists right there we got Hawkman. we got cyclone she gets a little cyclone right there look at that they even made a little tornado for her to stand in <laughs> a little cyclone right there for her to stand in i like it i'm 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 definitely gonna get 
Dr. Fate. I mean, I'm going to get Black Adam too, probably. I'll probably get them all. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know how I feel about all this, but yes. But I'm definitely going to get Dr. Fate. Come on. I almost bought the uh, another Dr. Fate from uh, McFarland Toys. And then, of course, we got Adam Smasher right there showing off that. So here we go. A solid collection for those toys right there. So there you go. There's your first look at, of course, um, the uh, the villain, the the more villain, the bigger villain, I guess you could say, for Black Adam. And I'm, you know, they have. To, I'm wondering, you know, just how much they're using for practicality of like the makeup when it comes to Sabak, and how much is CGI. It's probably going to be a mixture of both. And I'm kind of wondering if they're still trying to finalize what he looks like. So maybe with the next trailer, we will see what he looks like. You know, he'll make an appearance. And, uh, you know, hopefully create a little bit more hype when it comes to Black Adam. But there, that's what you're going to get a sense of when he looks like that. Hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. How's it going? Good to see you. Good to see you. We'll talk about that. We'll talk more about that. Oi! I love this. I love this right here. Can they make little figurines? Like, you know, can we get some uh, figurines right here for the boys? Can we get some, uh, you know, of these characters with the big feet and the big heads? I love it. I love it. So there's everybody right there. It's just not proportional, but it looks really awesome. You got to love it. You got to, again, the way that the boys are handling social media is great. It's fantastic. And then speaking of Black Adam, here's, uh, you know, Dwayne Johnson, of course, with the, uh, with the cinematographer. I forgot his name, but... Of course, uh, you know, he's got a good big smile on his face. And, uh, you know, again, I mean, there's so much. God, that costume. Dwayne Johnson looks great. I mean, it would have been cool if he did go with the pointy ears, but whatever. Um, still looks pretty great as Black Adam. But, man, the movie's going to need some help. It's going to need some help. And then, yes, guys, I was telling you, this is this is my whole spiel right here. So, yes, I did the whole, like, I told you guys, all right. Um, when it comes to, uh, Dwayne Johnson and, uh, posting this right here, obviously talking about from back in the day when I was wrestling in a, in flea markets for $40, 40 bucks. Um, I love how we put the dollar sign and bucks at the same time. So $40 bucks, uh, a match all the way to now. I've learned to always listen to the audience because they will always lead you to where you need to go. I hear you and I always got you fist bump. And, of course, Winky Face, Black Adam. And then somebody, you know, showing this right here, which has always been pretty cool. That was made by, I guess, I see the watermark. This is the Geek of Steel. And, well, I mean, let's just face it. The Geek of Steel, actually, uh, we just recently followed each other. So maybe we'll have a conversation because I was not aware of this uh, individual. And hopefully we could do something because he he hosts a podcast. And uh, maybe we'll do some kind of collaboration soon because I'm going to start listening to his stuff and see what we got here. But, yes, so I was telling you guys to uh, basically take this tweet and uh, hashtag Henry Cavill Superman. Do all that to let Dwayne Johnson know that, yes, we would like to have a Superman with a face. We want a Superman with a face. And who do we want? We want Henry Cavill. We want that pretty face, right? We want that pretty face. I know you guys want that pretty face. We all want that pretty face of Henry Cavill to be the face of uh, whatever Superman shows up in Black Adam because we we did hear, you know, I did my my show on Wednesday last week was very much talking about how there might be a shadowy, headless Superman again. 
and we don't want that. So, you know, it's just kind of, it was kind of interesting because it was like, all right, why is Dwayne Johnson all of a sudden doing this? You know, again, the movie does need help. I've told you guys this because, you know, it got delayed to October, which is weird to have a big, huge superhero, anti-hero, whatever the fuck you want to call it, to be coming out in October. Unless it was Batman. Batman makes sense because it was taking place in Halloween. The Batman, yeah, was originally supposed to come out in like uh, Halloween at some time. But of course, it got pushed because of COVID. But, uh, yeah, it is kind of interesting when it comes to this. And we all want Henry Cavill to be the Superman that shows up. And, um, yeah, he's really trying to push this and really trying to push that. And that's why I was like going, all right, guys, if you really want to let it be known what's going to happen, hashtag Henry Cavill Superman. It is very much a long shot. Okay, don't think I mean, whatever we could do. When it comes to trending in social media, yeah, we could do. Let it be known who you want to be Superman that shows up. But, uh, I mean, but sadly, you know, the damage really has been done when it comes to Warner Brothers. Not Warner Brothers Discovery, okay? And I really wish fans would stop throwing shit at Warner Brothers Discovery because it's like, yeah, they're trying to clean up the mess that was with the whole AT&T and, you know, just Warner Brothers in general for the last, like, five, six, seven, whatever the fuck years. The whole mess that they created when it came to DC, there's a whole mess that Warner Brothers Discovery is really trying to clean up right now. And it really sucks because they probably, they, they're, they're seeing the hashtags. They're seeing the trending topics and everything like that. But at the same time, damage might have already been done when it comes to even trying to get Cavill back because I've told you guys time and time again, he's not going to just come back for some fucking cameo. No, he wants to come back with a new contract and yeah, maybe he'll do the cameos, but he wants his own fucking movie that he's been talking about in many interviews. He wants, he's had ideas and everything like that when it comes to Cavill. So as much as keep on tweeting out Henry Cavill, Superman, sure. But as much as like, ugh, as we keep doing that, it still might be too late when it comes to that. That's what sucks because Warner Brothers, that whole thing, Warner Media, they fucked up. And now Warner Brothers Discovery is trying to clean up that mess. And even if they, you know, wanted to make any kind of an attempt to get Cavill back, it might be harder than we originally thought. That's what sucks. But still, send out the message. That's why I kept on saying when this was happening. I was like, keep on tweeting it out. We talked about it. We did all that stuff. And, uh, you know, do all everything. And it's funny, too, because, you know, I had like somebody tweet out, don't give me hope. And I'm like, I'm not giving you hope. I'm just telling you to tweet out a fucking hashtag. OK, just tweet out a hashtag. It's all I got to do. It's all we can really do and talk about it on various things. We talked about it on the vodka stream last Friday. So and, uh, you know, I was like trying to retweet as much stuff, too, when it comes to uh, Henry Cavill Superman. Of course, you always got to tweet up the, the shirtless picture, you know, because why not? But yeah. And then, of course, this picture right here. It's kind of funny, too, because, uh, you know, Zach, Zach very much, I think, didn't want the yellow and the uh, and the symbol on the suit. But I think Warner Brothers was like, you have to have the yellow in the suit, because if you notice this, it's just the S. There's no yellow really behind it. I'm pretty sure that I think he didn't want the yellow. I, you know, maybe that's something I should ask him if uh, I ever get him on again. But yeah. So anyways, guys, just thought I'd give you a little bit of update with that, which it's just it's all kind of weird. And I, and I love the fact that Dwayne Johnson followed up with Stay Calm, Black Adam. You know, a lot of people were freaking out. And it's like now Dwayne Johnson's like, whoa, 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 whoa. 
like, man, you got to realize, Dwayne, there's people out there that want Henry Cavill to come back as Superman. Be careful when you start talking about Superman, all right? Just saying. <sighs> Frustrating. Anyways, speaking of Zack Snyder and Debbie, look at that. Headed to the Rebel Moon set. There they go. Look at that. Clean-shaven Zack Snyder. Anytime he uh, he's full-on clean-shaven, he, uh, he like, de-ages. He's, like, he de-ages, like, fucking 12 years. It's crazy. And mind you, Deborah's older than him, and she just, I don't know, I, I can't even, I can't even grasp that. I think she's older than him, right? But she, they're just both aging like fucking fine wine. It's crazy. And then, yes, guys, last night in Soho, if you haven't catched, caught it yet, catched it, caught it yet, Edgar Wright's last movie. It's on HBO Max right now. Great flick. Anya Taylor-Joy, come on. Need you, uh, you don't need any more right there. And then, yes, uh, the ending of uh, The Boys right there of the last episode of The Boys was pretty crazy. Don't talk about it. Um, we have another, uh, we got a set video right here uh, in Puerto Rico right here of uh, Blue Beetle. So we got Blue Beetle right here that I guess is on, I don't know what he's standing on. Is he in the tree? I don't know. But he got the SWAT team right here that is approaching him. And he's like, what the hell's happening? So we got the full costume right there. I don't know if that's Sholo Maridwanya. I think it might be, but it might be a stunt guy. I don't know. I think it might be Maridwanya. So there he is right there. Standing, I guess, on a branch. I don't know what he's standing on, but he's harnessed. Again, I always like to see those set videos because then I'll be like, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time and go like, hey, there's that scene right there. There's that scene. I like it, so. You're in that movie? Arte, Arte Digital? You are? Oh, okay. This is uh, Guanabo. 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 Okay. You're in this. Oh, that's cool, man. Oh, fucking hit me up, man. Hit me up. Let me know about this stuff, you know? What, what was shot? That'd be cool. That's cool, man. He is on the roof of this house. Okay. Doesn't look like he's quite on the roof right there, though. Looks like he's like, um, not, I mean, he's right here. The roof's right here. That's pretty interesting. I don't know. I mean, like I said, I always like seeing this because everything looks crazy. And then when you actually see the scene, you're like, oh, my God. Movie magic. You just got to love it. You got to love that movie magic right there. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool, man. I like that. That's cool. You're in the movie. I like it. Cool. Um, and then, of course, like I said, when it comes to the Vought International uh, for the boys, the, the Twitter handle, they just they just keep knocking out of the park because, you know, there's this whole thing about KD right here who's uh, wanting out of Brooklyn. He doesn't want to be on the Nets team anymore, you know, and uh, and then all of a sudden they're like, all right, let's uh, let's let's capitalize on it. And, uh, you know, let's let's just uh, let's see if uh, Mr. Durant wants to be part of the, the team of the seven right here. So, again. Whoever is handling the Vought International Twitter handle, other franchises take note, okay? Take note. They realize that, that KD was trending because of all the trade rumors and stuff like that when it came to the sports, when it came to sports and basketball and all that stuff. And they were like, all right, let's capitalize on that. So somebody made this and then they tweeted it out and it got a bunch of fucking tweets. Look at all the tweets. I mean, come on. They are doing it right. They are doing it right. Jake Quaid t uh, tweeted this out right here of Soldier Boy. I like it. And this is funny right here. Hello there. He said it. He said the thing. Hello there. Got to love it. 
And then, of course, this right here, this trailer right here. Have you seen the trailer for Smile or Smiling? Yeah, Smile. Have you seen the trailer for Smile? This movie looks insane. It's another one of those movies where you go, I don't know exactly what's going on, but people are smiling and killing people and whatever the fuck. So I'm all, I'm on board. I'm on board. I'm on board. And then, uh-oh, guys, we had some namer. You know what? I don't know if I could show these. I really don't know if I could show these. I really don't because I know sometimes when it comes to and I'm just going to RPK News right here because they were tweeting out all kinds of stuff. But I don't know if I can really show some of this stuff right here because it's promo and I would like to show more. But I mean, obviously, you guys saw the name or stuff, but I don't know if I can fully show it. I mean, I showed him right there, but I've gotten I've gotten busted for uh, showing promo art for upcoming stuff before. And uh, so I guess we'll see. We'll see if uh, we'll see if the stream gets like, you know. You know, but I know that's true, 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 Jose, true. But there's been some times where, ooh, and you're right. Usually Twitter is the, uh, it could be like, uh, you know, the little like guinea pig when it comes to this. But uh, I mean, I mean, I guess we'll show just that. I mean, obviously there's like uh, Ironheart that they showed too. It's all going to be interesting. I know some of you guys saw the namer. I mean, obviously the promo out right here. I'm like, all right. I don't love it. I don't hate it. Some people love it. Some people hate it. It's going to be interesting to see him introduced in uh, Black Panther uh, Wakanda Forever. I mean, they're really going to just put in, all right, we're going to put in, uh, you know, Ironheart. We're going to put in Namor because obviously they don't have exactly a Black Panther. So try to use as much as possible when it comes to that. But yeah, we'll see. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think it'll be... Fine, we're supposed to get that Black Panther uh, trailer sometime soon, right? I thought. Dune 2 uh, begins uh, filming, I I don't think it's actually Monday. I think it's actually a couple Mondays from now. I think this has been uh, updated to, I think it's later this, this, uh, well, maybe maybe in Italy it is shooting this Monday. But why would they shoot on 4th of, well, I mean, I guess if you're in Italy, it doesn't matter and you're working. But uh, apparently, uh, yeah, that's the case. I don't know. Dune 2, I don't know if it's like started filming. That might be not right. I don't think that's right, actually. I don't know. It's from Discussing Film. Usually you're on top of it. It's not the fake Discussing Film. And then, yes, guys, like I said, I went to the Irvine Improv and saw Mr. Mark Norman. There he is right there. Good stuff. You know, I didn't take a picture with him because I don't really like doing that. I don't really like, you know, I'm like, eh. uh, you know, my friends did. But then, you know, I like what would happen when it ended up happening was, you know, he was talking with somebody else and that person's shirt caught my attention. I don't know if you guys remember the, the, uh, the Academy award winning, uh, eighties film called rad about, you know, BMX biking. I don't know if you guys remember that movie, but this dude that Mark was talking to was wearing a rad shirt. And I was like, dude, wow. I went, I know that movie. And we all started bullshitting and, uh, yeah. Kind of talked to uh, Mark Norman like that. And I'm like, yeah. And then you know, Kenny was like, hey, you like you, you know your your references and then gave me a fist bump. So that was cool. That's what I like to do. I like to, if I could like have an actual conversation with these comedians, not just take a picture like I'm a big fan of yours. That's what I like doing. But I took a, I snapped a little picture of that guy right there. So good stuff. Did you get on the stage? And no, I did not. But man, that guy, holy shit. Like, again, if you if you don't know who uh, Mark Norman is, look up uh, his special on YouTube. It's on YouTube. He uh, did it did it his own way on uh, on and posted it on YouTube. Guy's fucking hilarious. And, uh, 
he is uh he de- definitely when it comes to jokes he pushes it he definitely pushes it and yeah we had a good old time right there yeah we were uh, my face hurt my face hurt and then uh you guys know about superman solar right here they're uh trying to uh trying to uh break 12k to pay for this movie so if you guys haven't donated and you want to uh donate to a uh a fan film that, you know, that hopefully won't have any controversy. Superman Solar is coming out. So make sure you guys check it out. A-list right there. Do that. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk a little bit about that. We'll talk a little bit about that. And then we're going to be talking about Thor, uh, you know, Love and Thunder. This uh, this image looks really shitty. I don't know about you guys, but I, I think this image looks really uh, not so great. Um, I don't know. It's What the fuck? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I think... Um, Somebody on my timeline, maybe it was Aaron Bailey, I don't know, maybe it was somebody that basically was like, um, um, he said that this looks like somebody just took the figurines and put them together. I don't know. It's just like, (laughs) I mean, it's kind of cool that there's color on him and it's all black. I don't know. I just looked at this and I went, wow, that does not look that great. And, uh, oh man, I tell you, I'm not really looking forward to the movie, but hey, we're going to talk shit about it right all right and here's a batman shot from the batman uh 66 movie love it we'll talk about that of course we'll talk about all that stuff apparently um stranger things season five is going to be shorter than uh stranger things season four yeah and the Duffer Brothers haven't uh, haven't watched haven't uh, started writing it yet, fully writing it. And a lot of people are like, "What the fuck? You haven't written it yet?" It's like, "Wow, do you guys not know how this works? When you have a series, you outline the whole thing." So I saw like a few people on my timeline going like, "They haven't even started writing it yet." It's like, "No, they have it outlined." This is not like Lucasfilm when it came to the sequel fucking trilogy where they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. I gave them the benefit of the doubt. I thought they knew what the fuck they were doing, but we saw the whole mess that they put out there. Now, when it comes to this, it's like, yeah, they already have it outlined. They know how the whole thing's going to end. They have it ready to go. They know where they have to get to. They just have to hit the writer's room and fill it in with dialogue and, you know, character arcs and whatever the fuck. But it was just kind of funny when I saw people actually going like, I can't believe they haven't started writing it yet. As if like they have no idea what they're doing in season five. People, relax, relax. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. Like this person right here, they haven't started writing it yet. They haven't started writing it. And I was like, come on. And then we got Mr. Rob Keys, who's head of uh, Screen Rants, who's been on the Vodka stream. He goes, it's planned out. And they told us um, they know exactly, they know exactly, they know the exact ending. They just finished the last episodes to get it out this weekend. Give it time. So there you go. Relax, people. My Lord. And then uh, speaking of, uh, oh, my God, I'm not looking forward to this series, but, hey, what can he do? What can he do? Here's another image from Empire uh, of She-Hulk. This one's going to be a rough watch. I already know it's going to be a, such a rough watch. But then again, I could be wrong because I thought Miss Marvel was going to be a, a tough watch, and I'm really enjoying Miss Marvel. So maybe something will, um, you know, make me come around, but I'm just not really liking what I'm seeing when it comes to She-Hulk. Oi. I am, I am looking forward to Andor, though. I am looking forward to this one. And apparently season one will span a year of Andor's life across 12 episodes, and uh, while season two will cover four years, three episodes representing a year leading into the events of Rogue One. So 
they already have a season two planned, apparently. So I'm actually really looking forward to this because it's going to be something different, a little bit different from the Star Wars universe. Please. That's what we want. And then we have our first look at Viola Davis and um, uh, Daniel Boyega, or not Daniel, John Boyega right here from uh, The Woman King, which is going to be an interesting flick. And we all know that, you know, Miss Viola Davis is a badass and uh, she's going to be a badass in this. And the trailer apparently comes out tomorrow, I believe. And then we got a we got a Clerks 3 poster, which this trailer comes out tomorrow. I'll be talking about trailers tomorrow on Film Junkie Live. Clerks 3 and, of course, um, The Woman King right there. So that's going to be interesting. And then, yes, the best scene, one of the best scenes of, uh, of Stranger Things. And it's not really a spoiler. It's just Eddie Munson playing guitar. And it was just like... Okay, that's all I could show because copyright, uh, he played Master of Puppets. And, man, when I heard that, I was like, yes! Playing Master of Puppets in the Upside Down. Fucking awesome. And so is this right here. These guys, look at, the, look at what these guys did right here. Using uh, It's a hot day, so why not be creative? Look at this. Time lapse. This is amazing. I always love shit like this, creative shit like this. Yeah, 95 degree weather, and they made that. They made that stop motion. Crazy. Yeah, we'll be talking about all that. This is cool right here. I love this art right here for uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi doing his signature, uh, you know, his signature stance, battle stance. But yeah, right there. First trailer for uh, The Woman King arrives tomorrow. Should be interesting. Michael Mann wants Heat 2 to be a movie. So he released a book, a novel, Heat 2, which takes play, place before and after the events of Heat. He wants it to be a movie. And I know some people are like, how are they going to pull that off? Well, you know, they're just going to have to have different actors playing the characters if that's the case. But who knows if that's actually going to happen. Uh, then, of course, the Duffer Brothers talking about the Stranger Things spinoff. Apparently, you know, this is funny. I've read these rumors that there's going to be an 11 spinoff. Who the fuck thought that the spinoff of Stranger Things was going to be an 11 spinoff? That's fucking Stranger Things. The whole story revolves around 11. Why would they make a spinoff on 11? I don't know. It's just so dumb. And then there's uh, going to be or there's going to be a Stephen Dustin spinoff or whatever. But apparently it's not going to be any of that. So get over it. It's going to be something completely different. I'm curious to see what it is. But, yeah, I, I, people actually thought it was going to be an 11 spinoff. What the hell? She's like, yeah, she's the main character of the story. Here's some pretty cool art right here from Ahmed uh, Rafat. You know, just another uh, night in the Batcave for the Batman. It's pretty cool. I like it. And uh, speaking of Stranger Things, it uh, has become Netflix's second title to cross one billion hours viewed. And the first one was, of course, uh, whatchamacallit, Squid Game. Yeah, Squid Game got it more than, you know, but Stranger Things is right behind it. And then uh, going back to that whole Metallica thing and Eddie Munson doing the Metallica, you know, 
making a you know master of puppets uh metallica actually uh they responded by saying the way that the duffer brothers have incorporated music and stranger thing has always been next level and so we're uh beyond psyched for them not only include master of puppets in the show but to have such a pivotal scene built around it we were all stoked to see the final result and when we did we were totally blown away it's so extremely well done so much so that some folks were able to guess the song just by seeing a few seconds of Joseph Quinn's hands in the trailer. How crazy is that? So people were guessing that he actually played Master of Puppets just by seeing where his hands were on his guitar because there was no mention of Master of Puppets being shown right there. It's an incredible honor to be such a big part of Eddie's journey and to once again be keeping company with all of the other amazing artists featured in the show. God, it was so cool. Love that scene. Hey, we got our first look at Chris Hemsworth. What? Chris Hemsworth in Furiosa? Mad Max? Prequel? That's apparently Chris Hemsworth. Doesn't quite look like Hemsworth. I mean, he's got a red he's got red hair and a beard, but it's like, you look at that face, I'm like, does that really look like Chris Hemsworth? I mean, I guess so. Maybe they did something where, you know, they kind of made him look a little different, which is cool, I guess, but according to uh What's happening, like what people are saying, that this is actually Chris Hemsworth in Furiosa. I don't know. What are we saying? What are we thinking here? Yeah, Music Man, do you think it's him? I'm wondering. I mean, supposedly it is. Somebody said that looks like Justin Trudeau. Or uh, Justin Trudeau. Somebody actually said that. Who? Uh, yeah, it looks like Justin Trudeau. Thirdo. Thirdo, not Trudeau. Isn't that the, um, whatchamacallit from Canada? Um Thoreau, Thoreau, not through. What am I saying? Trudeau. See, I'm thinking of what's his name, you know, who runs Canada, who uh, is crazy and does blackface a lot. Um, uh, but, yeah, they're saying that this is Chris Hemsworth. I don't know this. I mean, it kind of looks like him. I don't know. What do you guys think? Maybe. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, it, it, yeah, it does look like him. Huh? But there hasn't been any other announcement of, of him in the movie right there. So. I don't know. I have no idea if that... I mean, right there, it looks like Chris Hemsworth. So, right there, it looks more like Chris Hemsworth. So, I think it is Chris. But right there, it really doesn't look like Chris Hemsworth, which is good. Good. I say good. I'm excited. And then speaking of somebody who's an Aussie from the land down under, Hugh Jackman. He loves it when he reads rumors. So he posted this image of himself saying, let's see what rumor the look on my face starts today. So he uh, posted this right here. And now he's waiting for people to write up any kind of uh, rumors that uh, suggest that he's going to be in something. And I think we all we all can kind of guess that he'll probably have some kind of cameo in Deadpool 3, but not as Wolverine. It'll just be him as Hugh Jackman, most likely. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I think he's kind of uh, starting the marketing a little bit because there's no way that he doesn't show up in Deadpool 3, right? He's got to show up in Deadpool 3. I just don't think it's going to be Wolverine. I think it's going to be him as Hugh Jackman, which will be fun. I mean, as much as we miss that opportunity of uh, a a Wolverine and uh, Deadpool interaction movie or whatever, and we all know that Ryan Reynolds was really wanting that. But I think that Hugh Jackman will definitely 
definitely have uh, a cameo when it comes to Deadpool 3 right here. Yes, I would actually like that too. Deadpool kills a Marvel Cinematic Universe. That would be sweet. But uh, I guess we'll see what happens. But uh, I think uh, Hugh Jackman is uh, taking a page out of Ryan Reynolds' book. And I'm wondering if Ryan Reynolds is going to retweet this or quote tweet this. I think he should. And yeah, he's got to make an appearance in Deadpool 3. Hopefully he does. We got to see something. Something. Uh, this classic came out 33 years ago, Weekend at Bernie's. If you haven't seen it yet, do yourself a favor. And then Martha Kaufman. Um, I don't know why. I, I, I mean, somebody said that she has a new show coming out. So she's like, I swear. Okay, so I have this new hashtag called cancelphobia. Okay, maybe it'll become big or something like that. But these people, there are people out there that are so afraid of being canceled that they just will just try to make sure and try to apologize for everything that they did wrong their whole lives for shit that's happening now. And uh, Martha, Co Martha Kaufman, who is one of the creators of Friends, co-creator of Friends, she was, uh, she's already donated like millions of dollars to schools um, for uh, more black history studies or something like that because she felt guilty for not having a lot of uh, black characters in Friends. So there was that. You know, I mean, obviously, nowadays, if you have if you were to do friends nowadays, you would have to check all the boxes. You would have to have, you know, maybe like one white person, one white straight person. Then you'd have to hit all the other boxes and you'd have to, you know, if you're having six people, you're going to have to, like, make sure you check every box just in case. But, you know, back then it wasn't really like that. I mean, two characters were Jewish. That's about it when it came to di a diverse group of friends. But she keeps on apologizing. She donated millions of dollars for, like I said, like uh, uh, for, for studies. And I don't know if it was college or high school, not sure. But now she's uh, apologizing for saying that, you know, when it came to Chandler Bing's transgender parents, who was played by, uh, what's her name? Can't remember her name right now. Ah, somebody say her name in the chat totally uh drawing a blank right now but uh it says pronouns were not yet something that i understood so we didn't refer the character as she that was a mistake so she's like apologizing for that uh not morgan fairchild that was chandler's mom um the other jesus christ why am i drawing a blank somebody come on the one that was actually playing chandler bing's dad totally drawing a blank god damn it um but anyways why is she apologizing for this? This 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 show ended twenty fucking years ago, twenty years ago that this show ended, and she's apologizing for it. And I'm like, relax, nobody's coming after you. But she's trying to get ahead of it. She's trying to get ahead of it. Yeah. So, Kathleen Turner. Sorry, there it was. Fucking finally hit me. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Nikki, it's not Joey something. <laughs> that was actually a female actress right there. Yeah, Kathleen Turner. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny oh man <laughs> joey something <laughs> no joey something was chandler's best friend who was uh yeah <laughs> yeah there it was but uh <laughs> yeah that took a while uh friends suck uh somebody want to uh okay so russ i know you always want to get banned you might get banned for saying friends sucks hey we got two goats right here John Williams and Steven Spielberg. You got to love that. But anyways, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was like, what's her name? What's her name? Uh, man, <laughs> Joey Buttafuoco. <laughs>
Sorry, forgot to plug in my laptop. Uh, all right, we're good. But yeah, it's like, relax. But yeah, there should be a new hashtag called cancelphobia. I mean, we got transphobia, uh, xenophobia, homophobia. There should be cancelphobia because these people are so fucking scared. And it's an actual full-on legit phobia that they are going to get canceled. And Marta Kaufman is like, hey, I'm sorry. Here's millions of dollars for that. We didn't have enough diversity in friends. I'm sorry. Oh, God, we, we didn't do pronouns. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She's probably going to donate more money because she has a shit ton of money. You know, she did. She did. You know, friends was huge. So she probably made a shit ton of money. She's probably going to donate more money too and she's just she is so scared to get canceled cancel phobia that's what it is that should be a new term cancel phobia we'll see if that takes on probably not but hey we could try it's like relax people relax it was the 90s it wasn't quite a thing then we didn't have social media then you're going to be okay people still watch friends like crazy and they're not thinking jesus christ what is going on here? This fucking show. It's not progressive. And I mean, look at that. Just a bunch of fucking whiteies. Bunch of fucking whiteies talking about their problems. Oh, my God. Jeez, we're okay. Anyways, sorry. Didn't mean to get all uh, get all like that, but it gets ridiculous at times. But anyways, all right, so here we go. I know I've already been canceled many times, so I don't have cancel phobia. I don't. You know, if anything, I try to be cancel proof. You know, that's what it is. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's a, thank you, Jacob. You know, they did. You know, friends did have a lot of, they did have a lot of diverse stuff when it came to a lot of diverse subjects, but not diverse enough for 2022. That's the thing. Again, if they were going to do friends now, they would only have to have like, okay, one white person, then when they would have to be like, all right, everybody else has got to be something. It would be, yeah. And one of the friends would probably be like a fucking, you know, a horse that likes chickens. I don't know. It's all weird. Anyways, let's get on with it. Thor, Love and Thunder. Um, let's see here. Do I have it up? Where is it at? Oh, yeah. They have it right there. All right. So the, uh, the uh, Thor, Love and Thunder, of course, uh, the, the Embargo came out right now um came out earlier today the embargo was lifted and everybody was like giving their two cents when it came to uh reviews were out there and right now currently of course i'm going to be looking at the devil fruit site of uh where everything stands right now when it comes to thor love and thunder and uh, look at the good the bad and the ugly because well i mean let's face it guys um you guys know that i don't really like thor ragnarok that much um you know it's not all bad it's got some great visuals some some you know cool little sequences at times but let's face facts uh, J Jeremy Johns, which hopefully one of these days I can get him on the vodka stream and have a conversation with him because he was one of my uh, inspirations when it came to uh, starting my channel. Really like Jeremy Johns. What I like about Jeremy Johns is he really hasn't changed his format in like a decade. He's ha he has the same format. The only thing that's different is he has long hair, longer hair and a beard. And by the way, his hair is glorious, absolutely glorious. But it's still just him in like a leather jacket in front of a green screen. And just talking like he always talks. That's what I like about Jeremy Johns. If it doesn't fuck it, if it still works, don't fuck, you know, there's no reason to fix it or anything like that. But anyways, uh, apparently he mentioned in his review that they made Thor 
a fucking idiot. He's an idiot. He's more of an idiot. We already saw it happening in Thor Ragnarok. But then, you know, the Russo brothers, when it came to Infinity War, kind of brought him back. But then, of course, when it came to Fat Thor, he became an idiot again almost. And now, apparently, when it comes to Thor Love and Thunder, he's an even bigger idiot. And I'm just kind of going, like, oh, yeah, remember what happened to uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp? Remember Scott Lang, Paul Rudd, who we all love so much? And I think the original Ant-Man movie is a great watch. Really enjoyed it. But when it came to Ant-Man and the Wasp, I went, what the fuck is this? You made Scott a fucking moron. He's supposed to be really smart. He's a brilliant dude. But you had to make him a moron to lift up the Wasp. You had him lift up her. And I'm just kind of going like, hey, I mean, I get it. We want the ladies to be like up there too. But do you really have to dumb down the guys to make the ladies like more, you know, hey, don't focus on that. I mean, Chris Hemsworth, be careful because Chris Hemsworth even said when it came to Ghostbusters 2016, he thought his career was over after that movie fucking flopped. Because what did they do in that movie? They made every guy either a creep or an idiot. You don't need to do that, okay? I mean, I get it. Let's try to include more, you know, more female storylines and make them cool and everything and everything like that. Sure, but do you really have to make the, the guys the fucking idiot? But apparently that's what's been hap- what's going to be happening with Thor Love and Thunder. So let's uh, take a look at some of these reviews right here. Currently it's at 70% with 138 reviews. Let's see what's going on right here. Let's go to uh, top critics. I don't know what it means to be top, but uh, yeah, let's see right here. We got Scott Tobias at the reveal says, with every half-written joke, the creative stasis settles in in (laughs) in like a stale fart. So he's basically calling the jokes a stale fart. Ouch. Uh, Todd... Mr. Todd right here, Gilchrist, Christ, AV Club says Portman and especially Bale contribute more than enough capital A acting bona fides to lend deeper emotional dimensions in Watati's loose, occasionally too cheerful, but always visually adventuresome adaptation of Jason Aaron's stint on The Mighty Thor. Okay, so Bale and uh, and Portman kind of stand out. Katie Walsh, Tribune News right here, says, Love and Thunder proves the bloom is off the rose when it comes to Watiti's cutesy take on the God of Thunder. Bad review. Daily Beast. Everything is pitched at such a fanatically, uh, uh, frantically insistent pace that the intended laughs die on the vine. Remember, this movie is two hours. Not a lot, lot to work with when it comes to uh, the multiple characters. Digital trends are like uh, Randy Myers right here of San Jose News. Thor Love and Thunder is one of the most enjoyable MCU romps in a while. One, uh, one, that, actually, uh, one that actually that mirrors the spirit of reading a gone rogue comic book. So he gave a positive review. Uh, digital trends right here, A.A. Dowd. The, it's it's the rare Marvel movie that barely holds together. Peter Howell, Toronto uh, Toronto Star, Watiti ups the absurdity and the antics from its first go, at, from its first go at the Norse myth narrative, with many recycled gags and diminishing returns. What? The gags don't work. Shocking. David Fear, Rolling Stone magazine. 
A collision of competing tones, subplots, conceptual, big swings, and chaos masquerading as a, a pathos. This new addition to the Asgardian gods and monsters corner of Marvel Cinematic Universe is a holy mess. Uh, Leah Greenblatt, more and more the cinematic universe feels simultaneously too big to fail and too wide to support the weight of its own endless, uh, machine machinations, machinations. Yeah. One of its, uh, none of, uh, none of it necessarily makes any more sense in Watiti's hands, but at least somebody's having fun. That's a positive review. Eh, it doesn't really make sense, but at least we're having f -f 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 fun. Barry Hertz, Globe and Mail. Ragnarok may have announced Watiti as the MCU's eccentric cinematic savior, but the sequel only reveals the crushing reality of tolling in the superhero factory bigger, bloatier, and blah, 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 blahier in Guns N' Roses' way. That's not a good review. London Evening Standard. Try not to compare Love and Thunder to Thor Ragnarok. Judge it on its on it on its own terms. There's a whole lot of love. Yeah, so don't compare it. Apparently, okay, makes sense, I guess. Uh, let's see. Right here it says uh, from Eric Francisco. But in a, uh, but in a movie obsessed with Guns and Roses needle drops, Love and Thunder can't find a singular original rhythm of its own. Ouch. Nick Allen. So he gave a good review. He said, while it has too many familiar flourishes and jokes, this entertaining sequel is still a force for good with enough visual ambition and heart in front of and behind the, the camera. It stands on its own. Okay. Notice that none of the actual good reviews are really stellar reviews. Uh, Alonzo uh, Durald from The Wrap says attempts to balance the jokey tone of Ragnarok with themes and plot points that would feel more at home in, uh, in an Igmar Bergman film. The results cancel each other out. Yeah, a lot of people talking about how this movie is just a full-on fucking comedy, which we all knew that that was going to be the case. The computer-generated imagery refashions the cosmos into candy-colored uh, amalgam of My Little Pony and... <laughs> And an explosive in a lipstick factory. An explosion in a lipstick factory. This is a positive review? Okay. Love and Thunder doesn't take itself seriously, employing soap opera-like acting and gags throughout. The more dramatic scenes are set apart in their tone and coloring, which uh, has striking results. That's a positive review. Okay. High-octane energy romp that highlights Takawatiti's exceptional handle on blending humor and heart. I could see that being a positive review. These other two, not exactly. This could have been a difficult second album for Takawatiti, who made his Marvel debut in a considerable style with Thor. What? Fat Chance. Okay. Fat Chance. Okay. An impressive mix of tones and styles that director Takawatiti pulled off in Thor Ragnarok largely fizzles in Thor Love and Thunder, which isn't as funny as it wants to be, as stirring as it needs to be, or romantic as it ought to be. So, got that too. And then finally, the last one right here. I won't read anymore. It advertises itself as loudly as fun. F -f 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 fun. That it ceases to actually be fun. This is the way with Watiti, a gifted director who, now that he's no longer required to wield a light 
touch seems to have forgotten how to do so. Ouchie. But yeah, so there you go, guys. What the hell? Why is that? There you go. I don't know. It was fine. I know exactly. Stephanie T. They'd be like, "Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was all right. It was fine." And then Rotten Tomatoes is like, "There you go. That's a fresh tomato. Good. Good. That's good." I don't see uh, Thor: Love and Thunder to be. It's probably not going to be a uh, certified fresh tomato. But then who the hell knows? Maybe it will be. But uh, uh, yeah, it just sounds, I'm going in with super low expectations. So maybe I'll walk out being like, you know what? Maybe it wasn't as, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. But I have a feeling it's going to be worse than Ragnarok. And I, you know how I feel about Ragnarok. I'm like, oh boy. And I'm not really a fan of Ragnarok. Watch it twice. I don't see myself really watching it again unless I'm showing somebody. And be like, hey, you know, let's watch this and fucking, you know, let's let's drink a lot before. I know I might have to have a couple of beers. I'm seeing it Thursday. I'm seeing Thor Love and Thunder Thursday. And uh, maybe I'll have a couple of beers beforehand and maybe it'll loosen me up a little bit. And uh, we'll see what happens when it comes to my first reaction. But I just have a bad feeling I'm not going to really enjoy this that much. But it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. If you want to go see it, go see it. If you enjoy the Thor movies, you enjoy where Thor is now. Go see it. It's fine. The movie, we'll probably talk about it on uh, tomorrow's Film Junkie Live when it comes to box office projections. That's already going to be starting to come out. It's still going to make a shit ton of money. It's still going to be out there. It's still going to blow up the box office. People are going to roll to see it. I'm hoping that I can at least enjoy some of the aspects of, uh, I already know that Chris Hemsworth's going to be a fucking idiot in it and uh, not really looking forward to that. But I'm looking forward to Christian Bale, see his take on gore, see his take as a villain like that. And I'm looking forward to Natalie Portman as the mighty Thor. So that's the only thing I could really look forward to before seeing this stuff. So, but I'm still going to go see it. I think the MCU has forgotten about quality. They definitely have because I've seen some of the clips for Thor love and thunder. They're using the volume and they're not using it. Good. They're not using it good at all. But then again, Disney really doesn't know how to use the volume. They used it pretty well. I guess you could say maybe in the Mandalorian, Obi-Wan, it looked a little wonky at sometimes. Uh, Loki, there was a couple of times where it was like, okay, it's cool, but then it kind of went, eh, that's the thing. Somebody really needs to show people how the volume works. I thought Zack Snyder was going to show that very thing because he was going to be using it for Rebel Moon, but then uh, Mr. Stephen Colbert, he kind of dropped an ex- almost like an exclusive, or maybe it's known and we just didn't, nobody's written it up yet, but apparently Rebel Moon is not going to be utilizing the volume that we thought because we know that Zack Snyder... He was, you know, looking into the whole volume and using that and trying to see how he films with that. But apparently that's not going to be the case with Rebel Moon. I don't know, uh, but I, I, I will believe Steven because it, it's Steven. Um, so, but yeah, um, from what I've seen when it comes to clips, yeah, it just, I every, every clip that I've seen for Thor, I'm like going, no, this is, it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. I'm going to probably walk out just going, oh my God, oh my God. But yeah. Quality is definitely diminished, Uh, you know, hopefully. But when it comes to this, you know, it's funny because people were like to talk about how that, you know, the quality is diminished when it comes to like some of the earlier MCU stuff. I mean, obviously, phase one is still the best phase with those movies, because obviously there wasn't any it wasn't as big as as it is now. So they really it was like the filmmaker was trying to do 
something to these characters and there was something new and fresh and all that stuff. And then of course, when it started getting big after the first Avengers, you know, something started suffering when it came to quality of stuff. But then now it seems like the quality has gotten worse when, it, when I, when you got like a movie that's like what $200 million budget or something like that. And it just looks worse than some of these movies that are out there that are less than a hundred million. You know, it's like, you have a filmmaker that's really going, yes, but it's like Taka, is he really give a shit? You know, he got paid a shit ton of money. Like he'll give a shit on movies that he really enjoys and wants to do. But does he really give a shit when it comes to this? He knows that people are going to flock to see it. He knows that. And even Marvel and Marvel Studios knows they know that people are going to flock to this movie. So why do we have to really go go for it? And it's Thor. It's Thor. I mean, as much as I would like, I mean, imagine if like somebody like Zack Snyder or like a Ridley Scott took on Thor, actually took on Thor and took it seriously. They can actually make the character fucking like something special. But they didn't. And I thought Kenneth Branagh in the first Thor really took upon himself to be like, hey, and did something with Thor that was pretty excellent. And I still say the first Thor movie is my favorite Thor movie. But it just seems like now they're like, now just make him a joke. He's a parody of himself. He's a fucking moron. Nobody's going to give a shit because Chris Hemsworth is like six foot fucking, you know, five and a half. And he's just nothing but fucking muscle. And they're going to show his ass. They're going to show his ass. People are going to go in. That's why in the first trailer, they're like, hey, guess what? You're going to see Chris Hemsworth, his muscular fucking ass. They knew. They knew exactly what to do with that first trailer. They're like, yeah. Show that, but blur out his ass. But that's going to put people in the seats because people are going to want to see his ass. Anyways, all right. Rant's over with. Oi. Oi. Now let's talk about Jimmy Cam. Let's talk about Jimmy Cam. He's talking about his Avatar movie. And first off, let's talk about uh, this right here. Hold on a sec. Let me see something here. Let's talk about, uh, well, this image right here that we all, that, that the first thing, one of the first things that got shown right here. So um, when it comes to Avatar 2, so remember when it came to Sigourney Weaver's character, right? When it came to her, well, essentially, you know, she, well, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it yet, if you haven't seen it yet, but, you know, she uh, doesn't live. So we're kind of wondering, like, how do you bring Sigourney Weaver's character back? Well, apparently she's going to be playing the daughter of uh, the two main characters of uh, Jake and uh, I can't remember um, what's her name's uh, Zoe Sedona's character, but apparently like, I don't know what, what's going to be happening, but apparently uh, she's going to play playing the daughter of their characters. And obviously there has to be something to do because obviously when you saw um, 2008, when you saw, saw the original one, they were trying to upload, I guess you could say, the consciousness into the avatar. So I guess there's something when it comes to that. A lot of people are not liking the fact that we, you know, that this was actually going to be happening with Avatar. But at the same time, I'm just kind of going like, hey, it's James Cameron. I trust James Cameron. Hopefully it'll be good. But I saw some people that were just like kind of questioning this. And I'm like, well, I think it'll be okay. So there was that at first, and then this is why I love James Cameron, and a lot of people were passing this around. Um, One of the things that he uh, talked about right here, James Cameron tells off Avatar haters, defends three-hour Avatar 2 runtime, get up and go pee. So he's actually telling you to go pee. Nighthawk, I'm talking to you. Um, 
Um, James Cameron, first Avatar movie clocked in at 162 minutes. That's two hours and 40 minutes. And it sounds like the Oscar-winning director is going even longer for the upcoming sequel, Avatar The Way of the Water. According to Empire Magazine, the next Avatar movie is currently coming in at around three hours. I think there was the director's cut of uh, the first Avatar that was around that time, but uh, he's basically saying, like, currently coming in at that, and he goes, and this is his quote right here, I don't want anybody whining about the length when they sit and binge watch television for eight hours. He told Empire Magazine, I can almost write this part for of of the review, the uh, agonizingly long three hour movie. It's like giving me a give me a fucking break. This is what I love about uh, James Cameron. He's very candid when it comes to this. He's uh, basically writing the review already. And I'm sure there's already a review written by one of these fucks that will actually see. On, uh, on Rotten Tomatoes when this comes out. The agonizingly long three-hour movie. It's like, give me a fucking break. I've watched my kids sit and do five one-hour episodes in a row. Here's the big special paradigm shift that has to happen. It's okay to get up and go pee. Now, now granted, when you're at home binging, you could put it on pause and go to the bathroom. Sure. But at the same time, you can still go pee during the movie, and if you miss something, guess what? And you enjoyed the movie, guess what? If you didn't enjoy the movie, are you going to watch it again and, 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 and see what you missed? No. If you did enjoy the movie, you're going to watch it again and see the movie, the part that you missed. Hopefully it's not a crucial part, but yes, you can, it's okay to get up and go pee. Cameron also had strong words for moviegoers. Oh, yeah, this is where he talks about trolling right here. Uh, which I think was, yeah, uh, that's not it. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, the trolls will have, the trolls will have it that nobody gives a shit and they can't remember the characters' names or one damn thing that happened in the movie. Then they see the movie and again and go, oh, okay, excuse me, let me just shut the fuck up right now. So I'm not worried about that. Apparently, he's not worried about the trolls because a lot of people are kind of going like, does anybody give a shit about this movie? You know, this movie came out in 2008. Nobody remembers anything and blah, 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 blah. Now, he's really just kind of just speaking very candid, which I like because it's James Cameron. And, you know, I mean, I know he's spoken when he was producing those, uh, you know, the last two Terminator films, which weren't that great. Sure. So, you know, I'm not fully trusting james cameron when it comes to that but at the same time i'm just kind of going i want some i want this movie to be successful i want it to be a crazy experience and i like the fact that james cameron's going yeah i already know what's going to be what's going to be coming at me when it comes to reviews in december there's going to be a lot there's going to be some scathing reviews that say exactly what he said and there's going to be a lot of people that are like who gives a shit this movie sucks and they're going to probably maybe review bomb the whole thing who knows he's already way ahead of it essentially when it comes to this but um, I just like the fact that he's like kind of like getting ahead of the whole thing. And I, I really hope that it's something that's going to be special right here. And the visual effects are going to be mind blowing. It's all going to be very interesting. And then, of course, we have this right here, this portion of the article when it comes to Empire Magazine. James Cameron likens Avatar sequel saga to Lord of the Rings. I had to create the frickin novels to adapt. We already kind of heard this, too. When he talks about, you know, Lord of the Rings. But at the same time, he had to write essentially the novels when it came to the scripts. 
uh, by doing this. So he's kind of comparing it to that, which I could see that. Obviously, it's going to be pretty epic. It's world building. It's a whole different world. It's going to I'm curious to see, like, how is he doing four more movies when it comes to the story? I'll do it. But we've got to play a larger game here. I don't want to just do a movie and do a movie and do a movie. I want to tell a bigger story. And then he said, I said, imagine a series of novels like Lord of the Rings existed and we're adapting them. Now, that was a great story. That was a great theory. But then I had to go create the frickin novels, which from which to adapt it. So kind of compared to that kind of world building. And there's a chance that when it comes to uh, Avatar four and five, he might not direct himself. Apparently, that's what he also said right here, too. He said, um, I've uh, got some other things I'm developing as well. Thank God. Let's see some more James James Cameron stuff. I want to see as much James Cameron stuff. He's kind of up there in age. Let's get as much James Cameron as we can, as we can. Uh, I'm developing as uh, as that I'm de- developing as well and are uh, and are kind of all consuming. Cameron admits. I've got some other things I'm developing as well and then are exciting. I think eventually over time, I don't know if if that's after three or after four, I'll want to pass the baton to a director that I trust to take over so I can go and do some other stuff that I'm also interested in or maybe not. I don't know. So there you go. Passing the baton so there's a chance that we might get other directors when it comes to Avatar 4 and 5 or James Cameron's going to be like, no, somebody's going to fuck it up, so I'm going to do it myself. And uh, that's pretty much it. Well, box office potential. He also talked about this. And, uh, this, you know, he talks about the trolls, of course. We already talked about that. Will Avatar be a hit? That's the question right there. That is the million-dollar question right there. Will it be a hit? Will it start pulling in the people that, I mean, we're in a different age now when it comes to the box office when it comes to all this stuff at the first avatar in 2008 there wasn't really much when it came to social media there was social media but it wasn't like it is now there wasn't really i think twitter was a thing but it wasn't the thing that it is now there wasn't everything that the way that that things are currently in our state uh uh, when it comes to information and reviews and leaked stuff and all this kind of shit. So that's the that's the million dollar question. Does this movie make a is it going to make as much as the first movie? I don't think it will. Do I think it's going to be an experience? Yes, I do. And I'm really rooting for it. I'm rooting for it. But I do have my reservations when it comes to, oh, it's is it going to be something that's going to be mind blowing like that first Avatar? I've talked about it before when I went and saw it. Not really big on 3D, but the 3D of that movie was mesmerizing. And I think them re-releasing it in theaters will help. But they really got to be make sure that people see this first Avatar movie if they're going to want to see the next four Avatar movies, which is insane. The fact that there's four more movies coming out, that's absolutely insane. But James Cameron has reinvented and just evolved cinema over and over and over and over again. With Terminator, The Abyss, Terminator 2, especially Titanic, and then, of course, with Avatar. He's the guy has just done that. So I'm like, what does he have in store when it comes to this? I don't know. That first trailer, a lot of the VFX looked very fucking awesome. So we'll see. But I like the fact that he doesn't give a fuck and he's just saying all that shit. HBO Max restructure. Let's go through this quickly. This article came out over the weekend. Variety. (laughs) HBO Max halts originals in parts of Europe 
in major restructure. Exclusive! Warner Brothers uh, Discovery's post-merger growing pains. Like I said, growing pains and eye-watering $3 billion cost savings target are hitting its programming strategy in Europe, Variety has revealed. As the media conglomerate looks to recalibrate its streaming priorities, it, it will no longer produce originals for HBO Max in the Nordics, Denmark, Sweden, Norway, Finland, Central Europe, and Netherlands, and Turkey, and will also remove some content from its platform in order to free up licensing deals elsewhere. Cut, cut, cut. Snip, snip, snip. Zaslav. As we continue to work on combining HBO Max and Discovery Plus into one global streaming service showcasing the breed of content across Warner Brothers Discovery, we are reviewing our current content proposition on the existing services. As part of this process, we have decided to remove a limited amount of original programming from HBO Max, as well as seizing our original programming efforts for, the, of course, the Norics and uh, Central Europe. We have also seized our nascent development activities in the newer territories of Netherlands and Turkey, which had commenced over the past year. So cut, 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 snip, snip, snip. Another thing that he's also doing, too, when it comes to CNN, this is CNN, which desperately needs help because CNN keeps tanking in ratings because they keep posting a lot of weird, I don't know, they don't post things right sometimes. But this article right here from Bloomberg also says Warner Brothers Discovery CEO Zaslav chats Netflix, CNN, and uh, at Sun Valley right here. He says, in a world that changed, and it's not about how much, it's about how good. And this is what Zaslav had to say when it came to this. The 60-year-old media mogul addressed changes at the company's CNN network. The 24-hour news channel posted somewhat tepid ratings during the recent January 6th hearings as it looks to reinvent itself as the channel appealing to both sides of the political aisle under the new CEO, Chris Leach. Yeah, it can't be one-sided. News should not be one-sided. Same with Fox News. Cannot be one-sided. Same with MSNBC. Can't be one-sided. It's just got to be fucking news. But he said Chris is doing a great job pivoting CNN, journalism first. America needs a news network where everyone can come and be heard. So there you go. Trying to clean up CNN as well. Just can't be one-sided. I mean, I tell you, sometimes when I'm just looking at the timeline, I'm like, are there two movies that are happening right now? What the fuck? I mean, what is CNN saying? What is Fox News saying? It's all just, I just, like, what I'm seeing is something different than YouTube fucks. Like, what the hell is happening here? Am I just not, am I not, pro I don't, I mean, you're trying to put, you're trying to point the finger that, and, you know, especially with the recent thing that happened, and, you know, my condolences to the families that, that suffered, you know, the tragic, the tragedy that happened yesterday in, um, uh, near Chicago when it came to the July 4th parade and there was like shots, you know, there was a shooting that happened, which is like, you know, it's just becoming the norm when it comes to all this shit. But what I fucking hate and what I hate, what I see the norm is like both sides are trying to figure out was the shooter on their side or our side. And they got to figure that out. And then when they, they, they figure that out, they point to their like, yep, see, yep. They were on your side. Get your boy. That's on your side. That's you. That's you. It's all fucking finger pointing. So hopefully Zaslav can maybe turn CNN, which back in the day, you can actually look to CNN and be like, hey, look at that. Journalism news. I can actually, you know, hear the news and then determine shit for myself and blah, blah, blah. And not just be one fucking sided because 
Remember CNN Plus or whatever the fuck? That tanked because nobody was subscribing to it. If you want to survive in this, you can't just be fucking one-sided. <sighs> Man, I'm ranting a lot today. Just saying. Here we go. All right. Box office. Let's go over the box office real quick. When it comes to this. Um, now, I was wondering about when it came to the Minions movie. But, uh, you know, I just never got into the Minions. I actually had a conversation with... Uh, uh, with my mom, with my aunt actually, because she really enjoyed the, the minions movie. And she, and I was just like, I never got into it, never got into the minions movie, but the minions movie did very well at the box office over the weekend, um, made $216.8 million worldwide, did really well domestically. I love the fact that things are doing well domestically, you know, really loving that. But, uh, yeah, I'm just happy to see that because I was like wondering, I'm like, is anybody hyped for this movie? Apparently people were. And that's good. I just never got into it. I, I've always seen clips of the Minions, and I think they're funny little fuckers, but I just never watched the movies. I guess i got to sit down and watch the movies. They're probably, like, fucking hilarious, and yeah. But apparently Jacob says, fuck the Minions. I don't know. But uh, anyways, so we got that, but then we got, of course, Top Gun Maverick. Ah, look at this. It's at $1.1 billion. Well, look at the drop. Look at the drop of Top Gun Maverick. Twelve. Point six. That's a pretty uh, small drop when it comes to that movie. But of course, it was Fourth of July, three day weekend. So naturally, people are going to go see it again. I, I can't believe I've only seen this movie once. I need to see it again. I really need to see it again. Uh, I tell you, I just tell you. Yeah, I'm not the target audience for Minions. I really am. I don't know why. I should be, and I'm sure if I sat and watched it, it uh, probably would uh, do me some good, and I'll be like, I'll probably laugh my ass off. Then we got Elvis. Elvis right here is currently worldwide $118.3 million. So that's doing well. And like I said, you guys saw my first reaction. I really enjoyed Elvis. A lot of people are really enjoying Elvis. Domestically, it's doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. I'm not sure what the budget is. But I would say that uh, this movie is going to, well, I mean, it's going to be Oscar bait for sure. So a lot more people will be watching it. So it'll do, you know, it's going to do gangbusters, I think. And then look at uh, Jurassic World right here, $831.4 million. I don't think it's going to reach a billion. I think it's finally losing its uh, luster right here. But, you know, still pretty good return right here but i love the fact i love the fact and if you guys saw my first reaction i just love the fact that the black phone is doing very well because you better believe that this budget was probably in the 20 to 30 million dollar range hell it might be less but i think it's probably in the 30 uh, 20 to 30 dollar range 30 million dollar range maybe a little bit more than 30 million i don't know but look at that i love this because this is uh easily in my top five favorite movies of the year if you haven't seen The Black Phone, do yourself a favor. It's really great. Ethan Hawke nailed it. Everybody nails it. I love the uh, everything about it. I mean, yeah, you could pick it apart, sure, but you know, Scott Derrickson did a really good job. But I love the fact that that this movie is getting a lot of a, a lot of attention for being a small horror thriller type movie. So that just warms my heart. And then, it, sadly, Lightyear is just fucking not even. I mean. I mean, it's it's not like a super bomb, but, you know, apparently the budget was pretty damn high for this movie. So I don't think it's going to make that money back, but, you know, to infinity and not so beyond. Yeah, that sucks. 
I'm just saying, if Tim Allen voiced, if they had Tim Allen voiced Lightyear, maybe that would have helped it a little bit. I'm just saying. Not sure what the whole logistics of that choice was, but what can he do? Anyways. Okay. Uh, you're not watching an, an abduction movie, but it's that's good. 18 million? No shit. Is that really true, Jacob? Was it really made for 18 million? If that's the case, then fucking wow. That movie's already making all kinds of profit. That's cool. Well, usually Box Office Mojo has it listed there. Did I not see it? It was made for 18 million. Well, that's fucking awesome. That's awesome. I love that. I love that. So that movie's just just doing gangbusters right now. Scott Derrickson's going to be whatever he wants to do next. See Scott Derrickson, smart man, smart man. What did he do? He went over to uh, Marvel, Marvel Studios. He made Doctor Strange origin movie that nobody has ever seen before. Killed it because that is, when it comes to the MCU, Doctor Strange, the first one, one of the best. It's top tier, top tier MCU. And then when he wanted to do the second one, he wanted to do something, you know, a little bit different. And they wanted to do other, other things. And he said, fuck this. I'm out. Goes and makes a small horror thriller movie. And it's doing very well. It's already made. It's already it's profiting like crazy. I love it. I love that. That just that just makes me feel good. Good job, Scott Derrickson. All right. Twitter questions. Eric. Hey, Dave, since you pointed out. Henry wants to uh, wants a contract, not just a bunch of cameos. Where's the big que- uh, here's the big question. What's holding them back from negotiating a contract? Uh, the mess that Warner Media and Warner Brothers and Hamada and Emmerich, Emmerich, all those guys. That's what's holding it back. Is Zaslav waiting until after they get new leadership? For DC Films, I mean, yeah, he wants uh, whoever's going to take that job, which I don't know. I mean, it sound, I mean, to me, it's like, from what I'm gathering, it's like, oh, yeah, they might get somebody, they might not. Nobody wants a job, blah, blah, blah. So many damn things. Stable structure or top priority, perhaps. I don't know. You know, to be honest, it's just, I think the, the number one thing is to get a new DC head and uh, to, to have him figure it out or her he or her or they whatever the fuck maybe they go by a different pronoun you know um so yeah i'm not sure but i mean at least we put our voices out there of who we want as superman but is that going to happen no i mean like cavill's not going to just be like all right i'll just show up for a cameo for a movie that doesn't have the hype that it should have that's the thing he wants he wants to make i mean if he were to show up and they were to do like to do a, a scene where literally Black Adam and uh, Superman actually kind of like, you know, fight a little bit. If they actually were to fight a little bit and not just like, you know, show show up, if they were to actually do like something and then it would like cut out or something and it would go, you know, credits roll that could that could stir up some hype. But that's not going to fucking happen. That's a, it's just a it's all a long shot, man. Rosemary, hey Davey, what are your favorite and least favorite Marvel movies? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm you know I love my uh, I like you know I love Infinity War, you know Winter Soldier, Spider Man Two, 
but I also I'm not a fan of like I said it was I said earlier Ant Man and the Wasp, Ant Man and the Wasp, uh, Thor Dark Worlds, you know, uh, Morbius. <laughs> it's not Morbin time in my in my eyes. Uh, Mr. Darren, Mr. Laugh Now, Cry Later. Whatever happened to the Spawn movie with Jamie uh, Foxx? Good question. Do studios not have faith in McFarlane as director? Who should have talked? Uh, he should have talked to HBO. I don't think they do. I don't think they have faith in uh, McFarlane. From what I gathered, they don't have faith in McFarlane. Yeah, sadly. Ronak. Hey, Dave, welcome back. I was watching John Campia rob the other day, and apparently they are hearing that the Flash movie is really, really good. Yes. The, the positivity that came out of the test screenings were very, very positive. I mean, that's the thing. Way more positive than Black Adam. Crazy. What do you think about it? I, that's what I think. I, that's why I keep on going, this movie could be something fucking special. Just be patient. P.S. Are you watching Dumb and Dumber? Sorry. I meant Thor this week. Yes, I'm watching Thor this week, sadly. Ugh. Wish I was watching The Flash. Uh, Ryan. Dave. You think the fact that Taka Waititi said his Star Wars movie may never get made is because the folks in charge of the of that IP at Disney are afraid of turning that world into a comedic parody? Um, from what I gathered, it's still going to be made. It's in pre-production. But I know he said that it, you know, that it might not be made, but maybe he's just saying that. I don't know. From what I gathered, it's in pre-production still. I don't know about Patty Jenkins. Ooh. Carrie Vanderberg. What's up, Carrie? Hey, Dave. Hope you had a good fourth. I sure did. So far, the headless Superman cameo in Shazam and the Superman shadow in Peacemaker seems to have gotten a pass from many fans. If Warner Brothers pulls the same stunt in Black Adam, do you think fans will also give that one a pass or be upset? I'd be mad. No, I think a lot of people are not really giving it a pass. The fact that that was uh, rumored from someone which we talked about last week. I don't think it's going to get a pass. A lot of people that I've talked to and a lot of people that have responded to tweets and whatever the fuck have said that, you know what? Fuck this. They better not do it again. Fuck. Yeah. There's no third time's a charm. You have to have a face. They're going to end up bringing back Brandon Ruth. Watch. Watch that happen. You know, oh yeah, Cavill's like, no, man, I want my fucking movie. I want this. I want that. I want this story. I want somebody, you know, Cavill's going like, hey, you fucked up my face. You fucked up my face. You think I'm going to trust you, Hamada? Huh? But I don't know if Hamada was really a part of that. But still, Emmerich, you think he's going to come back and be easy? He's going to play hardball. So they're going to be like, hey, Brandon Ruth, people like you want to come back? Watch that happen. Watch it be Brandon Ruth. Which, if we can't get Cavill, fine. If they get Brandon Ruth, fine. If that happens, fine. Long as there's a fucking face. That's all. All right, guys. That's all I got to say about that. I've been talking for way too long. Holy shit, this is a long stream. We had so much to talk about, and it was lots of fun and everything like that. So, All right, guys. Go ahead and uh, smash that like thumbs up before you leave. Do all that. Oops. Yeah, that's working, right? Yeah. All right, yeah, do all that and uh, smash that like, thumbs up, do uh, subscribe to the channel, hit that notification bell, everything, and uh, make sure you're subscribed and uh, follow me on all this stuff. If you want to help out the pirate ship, Patreon, 
do all that and uh, follow me on the sock meds. Of course, I'm very active on Twitter. You will on that. You guys know that. And, uh, man, short week, but, uh, you know, still very much lots to talk about. And uh, I'll see you guys tomorrow at the same junkie time, same junkie channel. Feels like a Monday, but, hey, it's Tuesday. We're already uh, getting through this week pretty quickly. All right, guys, love you, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye.